Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us rejoice and magnify his name together. I can get strength from you. You can get strength from me. The choir can get strength from us just saying hallelujah, amen. Long as it is in order and decent and giving praise to our God. We welcome those that are joining us this morning by live streaming. Yes, this is K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. And you're in the right place at the right time to get a blessing. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for another day. Father, we thank you for another month. Though yes. you didn't have to do it, but oh Lord, we thank you that you blessed us to see this first Sunday in this the month of May. For we know many started out at the beginning of the year and they are no longer with us. But because of your grace, your mercy, your compassion, you've blessed us to be here. And for that, we are grateful. We thank you for every blessing. You blessed us last month. You blessed us last week. You blessed us yesterday, morning by morning, day by day. You keep on blessing us. And Lord, for that, we are grateful. We humbly ask that you would give us your spirit touch everything that we do bless everything that we do lord bless the choir bless the scriptures lord bless every individual member that's under the sound of my voice for those that desire to be in church we ask that you would have mercy for those that are sick and shut in father have mercy for those that are bereaved have mercy and then, Father, we ask that you will bless us to be a blessing to somebody else. Strengthen us as we see Satan is busy that look like people have lost their minds. Bless us as Christians to stand firm and to declare to all men, women, boys, and girls that you are still God and that every knee must bow and that every tongue must confess that you are Lord and that you are still all powerful and that all we have to do is just call on your holy and righteous name. Thank you now, Lord, as we go into this service, we ask that you will bless us, keep us, and receive this prayer in the precious and matchless name of Jesus. And all the people said, amen. 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 And amen again. Amen. You know you're blessed? Oh, yes. We are blessed. Yes. And the choir is going to remind us of that.
been good, woke you up this morning and started you on your way and if you didn't have food on your table, you got it in your refrigerator when you get back home. I'm blessed. My God, my God. Bless the name of the Lord in this house. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Good to see each of you, my father's children. This is the first Sunday of May. Amen. And you know what we do on the first Sunday of every month. We wish our May babies a happy birthday. If you've got a birthday in the month of May, won't you stand to your feet and let us wish you a happy birthday? All of our May babies, where are you? If you got an anniversary, stand up and let us wish you a happy anniversary. Happy birthday, happy anniversary. All these May celebrations. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Happy anniversary. Whatever you're celebrating, we join in the celebration with you as God continues to bless you and your family. Amen. Listen, it's just about summertime, y'all. You know it's about summertime because y'all out there fanning. Amen. I see you. You fanning. Ushers, thank you. Y'all on point. Got the fans out. Amen. Amen. I like them fans. Them some good-looking fans. I know what I'm doing. Them some good-looking fans. I know exactly what I'm doing. Them some good-looking fans. Amen. Bless y'all. Good-looking fans. Amen. Amen. But listen, it's summertime. It's summertime. Summertime is just about upon y'all. So funny. Summertime is just about upon us. It's time for Vacation Bible School. Vacation Bible School 2023. I want to remind you that uh, you need to get registered for that June 5th through June 8th from 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. Dinner will be provided. We need you to register on the K-Chapel uh, website. That's kchapel.org. Get registered. You know, we always, we always have a fantastic vacation Bible school. In fact, the amen, that's right, that's right. Listen, listen, fantastic. In fact, there are people, y'all may not notice, there are people around the nation who look to see what we're doing in our Vacation Bible School. We get phone calls. We get people wanting our Vacation Bible School director to come and consult with them, uh, to get them to doing what we're doing, because K-Chapel just got it like that. Amen. Where's Linda Butler? Linda Butler, where are you? Sister Butler, is she in here? Any, any of Sister Butler staff, anybody who works with her, y'all stand to your feet, because y'all are great staff. Amen. God bless you. Vacation Bible School, y'all do it. Y'all do it every year. And so we want you all to get registered for a great Vacation Bible School. Again, that is June 5th through June 8th from 5 to 8 p.m. Dinner will be provided, but we do need you to register at kchapel.org backslash VBS. Amen. Amen. Listen, we've got two uh, political figures with us on this morning, two who are, one who is running for re-election, one who is running for election, uh, Eddie Fair with the Hines County Tax Collector Office. He's with us. We're going to ask you to come. Amen. And, and, and amen. God bless you. Come on. You've got two minutes to share with us. Amen. Y'all know Brother Fair. Y'all know Brother Fair. Amen. Amen. He's running for re-election. I don't have to tell you what he's doing. He's going to tell you what he's doing. And then after that, after that, we have Rukia Lumumba, who's running for District 72, the uh, candidate for Mississippi House of Representatives, District 72. Right after Brother Farrell, and I ask Sister Lumumba if she will come. Amen. God bless you. Brother Farrell. Good morning, Cage Chapel. Uh, I'm no stranger here. Uh, I know just about everybody here. I want to thank, first of all, Reverend Buckley for giving me an opportunity to come and my good friend, Horace Buckley, wherever he's at today, uh, for just being my friend. 
I came to you in 2003 and asked for your vote and support for me becoming the Hines County tax collector. In 2003, I made you a promise. The first promise I made you was I was going to shorten the line. That we would no longer have people standing out in the, the heat, the cold, the sleet, and the snow. We made sure that you was inside and you could get in and out within four to five minutes. Promise made, promise kept. The second thing I promised you is that we were going to take care of our senior citizens. And we established a senior citizen line just simply just for our senior citizens. That they didn't have to be in line with people talking and, you know, sometimes they may have smoked a little something that they don't feel like smelling. And we made sure we're taking care of that. But we made sure also that we uh, communicated with you. We give you newsletters each and every time you come to the tax collector's office to let you know what's going on. But we're going to step further than that. We also have a radio show to keep you informed on what's going on, what you need to know. We also send our people to school to make sure when you ask them, ask them a question, they can answer correctly, not guess, not shoot from the hip. And we're taking care of that as well. We have something that no one else have in the state of Mississippi. I don't mean just tax collector's office. We have curbside service. If you're handicapped, if you just don't feel like getting out, you're a little older. <laughs> then you uh, just call us. Let us know what it is that you're coming to get, whether it's a tag, property taxes, and let us know how you're paying and what you're driving and how long it'll take you to get there, and someone will be sitting at the curb waiting on you. We also take care of our veterans. We take care of our ministers. We make absolutely sure that they're taken care of. That's important. If you are 100% veteran disabled and you're honorably discharged, then all you have to do is let us know and you won't have to pay taxes for your house and you get two tags for one dollar. I think my time is up, so. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to come back and tell us about that. <laughs> so I just want to say, on August 8th, go back to the poll and let's do it again. Eddie Fair, Heinz County Tax Collector. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Fair. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Amen. Sister Lumumba is coming. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning, K Chapel family. Thank you, Reverend Buckley. Yes, thank you so much for having me this morning. Let's give Brother Eddie Fair another hand. Yes. I remember being out there canvassing a long time ago. <laughs> uh, 2008 is the first time I can remember. 
um, with uh, hoping for Eddie Fair. Um, but anyway, I am Rukia Lumumba. I am, many of you all know my brother, Shokwe Antar Lumumba, he's the mayor. Um, but I'm the daughter of Shokwe and Nubia Lumumba. I have been doing work for decades, over 18 years. Dedicated my life to the improvement of the quality of life of people not only in Mississippi, but across this nation. I'm a legal professional. I am someone who believes deeply in what Mark um, 10, 42 through 45 teaches us. Says, Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles, Lord, it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great amongst you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the type of leadership that we need. This is the type of servant leader that I've always been and I will continue to be. So whether it's in my position as founding board member of Black Voters Matter or working with Uni University of Mississippi Medical Center to develop Mississippi's first and only hospital-based violence intervention program or founding and leading the Mississippi Rapid Response Coalition, which has served over 100,000 residents during disasters and crisis in this state, or if it's leading Jackson Undivided, which is the only coalition made up of over 40 organizations that have come together to fight harmful legislation like HB 1020 that we see, where our legal team just recently won a temporary injunction to prevent this anti-democratic judicial special court system from appointing new judges. And that deserves a hand, y'all. We've been working really hard since January 31st. So I've dedicated my life to creating. I've dedicated my life to ensuring that people have adequate housing, that we have educational services and educational opportunities and full funding of our educational system. I've been dedicating my life to creating programs, programs that actually keep us safe because we deserve to live free of fear and free of need. And so I'm asking you, I'm asking you, to allow me to continue to do this work, to do this work with you. When I become state representative for House District 72, it is my goal, it is my duty, it is my responsibility to increase access to information to you all as residents, to increase access to government, and to increase your ability and the weight of your voice. So I thank you for this opportunity to speak to you if you want to learn more about who I am and the long history of work that I've had, you can go to rukialumumba.com and learn more about me. But I ask that you vote August 8th. When you go in to vote for Eddie Fair, make sure you vote for Rukia Lumumba. <laughs> All right? God bless you. I appreciate you. it. God bless you. God bless you. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. We thank God for these two who have come and listened. When people are presenting themselves and offering themselves in service, we're glad to be able to participate in the process. Amen. We can't tell you who to vote for, but we can encourage you. Go and vote. Amen. Go and vote. Amen. Amen. Listen, and for all those 
uh, political candidates who are out there and who may be watching. There is a process for you to come and present yourselves here at K Chapel. We only allow two candidates per, for any one service, and then you must call the office in order to be um, scheduled to come in and, and present. And then also, lastly, on fourth Sundays, we don't do any political uh, campaign uh, candidates because that is Communion Sunday, and we reserve that strictly for communion purposes. Amen? Amen. God bless you, and God keep you as our prayer. Brother Don, we missed you last Sunday. Come on back here. Amen. Well, before we move on, let me first say this here. I, I want to recognize a young lady that, uh, by, by the name of uh, Kaylee. Y'all know Kaylee Williams. The award to fill in for me. Oh, I understand she did a good job. I think she did a good job. As a matter of fact, they tell me that she does such a good job. When I come back, I might not have a job. <laughs> but we just want to thank God. So with the family of, of, of Kaylee here, stand please. Because I think she's not here. With the family, the members, the mom, there you go. All right, okay. Get, get, give her that word. Because she, she's one of the Joshua generation. And anybody past 40, we were in the Moses generation. Okay? So it's our, it's our responsibility to train them up. There's no doubt in my mind, she's been listening. She's been paying attention. Okay. Well, with that said, let me say this. Well, it's tides and offerings time. This is the time where we all get the opportunity now to bless the Lord through our giving. We understand that to fully worship God includes our offerings, which are given primarily for three reasons here at J Chapel. The first reason why we give, it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. The second reason, as a sign of giving thanks to God for providing provisions for all our needs. And the third reason why we give here at K Chapel is simply because we desire to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and ministries that occur here, through our city, our state, our nation, and even around the world through K Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can use the traditional method, the envelope system. You can mail it in or you can drop it off by the office. Or you also can use the K Chapel app. Now, for those of you that join us by way of live stream, you too can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your screen. So how much you give and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudging or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful gift. God bless you. Thank you. 
Brother Ernest Green lost his brother, Mr. Willie J. Green. The services for Mr. Green will be held on Saturday, May 13th at 11 o'clock a.m. at Jerusalem Baptist Church in Liberty, Mississippi. We have in the hospital, nursing home, or in rehab, Brother Ira Roberts, Brother John Johnson, Sister Gloria Greer, Sister Jackie Simmons, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, and Brother Benny Lowry. We have recovering at home, Sister Christy Wright-Jones, Sister Bonnie Scott, Brother Jeff Simmons, Sister Irene Shepherd, Brother Walter Cheatham, Sister Cynthia Buchanan, Sister Deborah Letbetter, Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Brother Kelvin Roselle, Brother John Sanders, Brother Aaron Thompson Sr., Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother Al Buchanan, Brother Sammy Henderson, Sister Dorothy Jones, and Brother Jerome Thompson. Now, Brother Charles and his wife, Bobby Irving, is asking for the prayers for, of the church for their great-grandson, and I, excuse me if I don't pronounce this correctly, Kaz, Kaz, okay, Kaz Smith, who is in St. Jude's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. We also uh, ask you to continue to pray for Miss Janet Sherrod and Miss Carolyn Jackson. As I always say, I've used travel during the week, and I'm going to see if you remember it. Pray, visit, and each day, amen. That's all I need. God bless you. Still waters. He restoreth my soul. When you become a believer, your spirit is made right. And sometimes the soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hole in it due to things that's happened in the past hurt, abuse, molestation. But we want to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong, but it's because the past has left a hole in their soul. May this wisdom help you get over your past and remind you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. I have my sister Leandria here. She's going to help me share this wisdom and tell this story.
Anybody know the Lord is a healer this morning? That God can heal the holes in our souls. God can, he can heal the brokenness of our hearts. God can, he can fix what's been fragmented in our lives. God is a healer, but he's also a deliverer. <laughs> Has anybody ever been delivered from some stuff? Okay, let me go down your road. Anybody ever been delivered from some people? Been delivered from some situations? God opened some doors and gave you your exodus and made the way. You ought to thank God this morning. He's a deliverer. This is my exodus. This is my exodus. This is my exodus. This is my exodus. This is my Psalm 46, Psalm 46, Psalm 46, let me hurry up and try to preach this thing, so, Psalm 46, <laughs> my God, my God, my God, my God, hmm, one more time, why don't you? Psalm 46, Psalm 46, beginning with verse number one, you'll find these words recorded. God is, that's enough right there, you may be seated, you may be seated, God, God. That's enough right there. God is. God is. God is. God is. God. God is. The words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in my sight. Oh Lord, you are my strength and you are our redeemer. Speak now. For we need to hear a word from thee in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God is. Amen. <laughs> amen. God is. It, it, it. It has 
been one of the greatest pursuits of man to try and understand God. The Bible, the Bible might be considered a handbook written by me and inspired by the Holy Spirit to provide us with glimpses and with glances into the eternal being and the infinite character of the almighty God. In this holy book, recorded conversations between man and God allow us to hear the voice of God and chronicle situations between man and God permit us to see the hand of God moving in the experiences of people through which we begin to understand something about more who, of who God is, how God acts, what God loves, and how God relates to nature and humanity. The wonderful thing about God is that while much yet remains a mystery, much has also been shared with us. That we might then with our own capacities and our own abilities come to, more God, to know God more personally. That was the desire of a man named Moses who asked on the top of Mount Sinai, if, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways that I might know you. <laughs> Same Moses, when instructed by God to go before Pharaoh to demand the release of the Hebrews people before uh, from Pharaoh, he says to God, if the people ask me what is your name, what am I to tell them? And you remember what God said. God said, I am who I am, that I am. He said, you, you tell them, tell the Israelites that I am sent you. Moses wanted to know God and God said to Moses, I am enough. I am what you need. I am what you need me to be. David, David had the same kind of desire as Moses, a yearning to know God and to see God and to understand God and to please God. And David writes in Psalm 63, oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And after these kinds of personal requests to know God in their reflection time, a common, a common response emerges, a common answer emerges that God is. He just is. He just is. Is, is what? Psalm 27. The Lord is my light. And my salvation, Psalm 18, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Somebody ought to say God is. Psalm 121, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Somebody ought to say God is. 
God is what you need him to be. God is where you need him to be. God is who you need him to be. God just is. And this morning the psalmist helps those of us who find ourselves in life's difficult moments by reminding us that God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. Doesn't matter what the problem is. Psalmist says God is our refuge and our strength. It doesn't matter the situation you face. God is our refuge and our strength. It doesn't matter the storm you're going through, the battle you're facing. God is our refuge and our strength. It is as if the psalmist is saying that before you start talking about what's wrong and before you start listing and giving into your fears, before you can even start to articulate your anxieties and living out your loneliness, God is your refuge. God is your strength. I believe that the psalmist begins this psalm there because if we get that right, if we frame that right and have this crystallized in our minds exactly who God is, then everything else will fall into place. God is my refuge. God is my strength. If you begin with that, then whatever comes your way, God is my refuge. God is my strength. It does not matter what life hands me. It does not matter what harried predicament or what horrible problem comes about. It does not matter what scary situation or what heart-wrenching horror unfolds because I already know that God is my refuge and my strength. God is. He, he is the one in whom I take refuge. He is also the one from whom I get restoration. Watch this. The psalmist says, I go to God at least for two reasons. To take cover and to be recovered. You missed it. He's my refuge. I take cover under him. And while I'm taking cover under him, He's recovering my strength. He's my refuge and my strength. Good God Almighty. I, 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 I've got somewhere I can find rest and someone in whom I can be restored. He's my refuge and my strength. I've got somewhere to go for protection and somewhere to go for power. He's my refuge and my strength. I've got a hiding place and a helping place. He's my refuge and my strength. I got somewhere to go for cover. I got somewhere to go for counsel. He's my refuge and my strength. When you start your day out with this truth in mind, that in him you have refuge and your strength, it helps you not to worry about the lies folk will tell on you. Because you know you got refuge <laughs> and strength. Do I have a witness in here? 
when, when, when you know that, you don't have to lose sleep wondering about the rumors that somebody's spreading on you. you. You don't have to get upset when your co-workers look like they're out to get you. You, you don't have to be afraid of the threats of the enemy that he's making against you. you. You don't have to be scared about the predicaments and the predictions that are being made, the problems that are developing, the realities that are unfolding because you've got a refuge and a strength somewhere to go for cover and someone I can lean on for confidence. He is my refuge and my strength. But then, but then Pat, Psalmist follows this opening idea with this then declarative statement. He says, he's a very present help in trouble. Stanley, I like that. He, he, he's, watch this, watch this. He's a very present help. That, that, means, that means that I don't have to summon God and wait for him to get there. He's a very present help. I wish I had a witness in here. Uh, uh, I, I don't have to call him and then wait for him to show up. He's very present. That means that he's right there in it with me while I'm going through what I'm going through. He's very and I like that the psalmist didn't just say he's present but he's very present. It's like the psalmist wants to, wants to really uh, highlight this idea that he's not only there but he's really there. I mean he, he's for real there. He's he he's shown up there. He, he 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 does not call in. He's there. He's he he does not ask anyone to vote for him. He's there. He 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 does not ask anyone to sign in on his behalf. He's there. He, he doesn't ask anybody to punch in for him. He's he's there. Not almost there, but there. Not not close by, but there. And we may, need, we may need to correct that common colloquialism and thought about the presence of God. And I like the song, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we need to stop singing it, but we at least need to think about it as we're singing. Because we say he's an on-time God. He, he may not come when you want him, but he's, he'll be there on time. I understand the meaning behind that, but the truth of the matter is God is omnipresent. Y'all ain't gonna like this preacher this morning. He, he's omnipresent. That, 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 that means, that means, that means that God, yeah, is everywhere. And if God is everywhere, that means that he doesn't have to get to anywhere. He, he's everywhere. He, I don't have to call him and and, and, and wait for him to get there on time. He, he's already there. Do I have a witness in here? God, God does not have to call an Uber and, and wait for the Uber to get there and, and hope that the traffic is easy and light for him. No, no, God doesn't have to get on a bus or take a plane to get to where you are. He's, in, he's already there. The psalmist said he's very present. Doesn't have to show up. 
does not have to fly to our location. He's on time, yes, because he's always present. Here's what we need. The challenge for us is to recognize he's here. And perhaps you can't see the presence of God because you're looking at your problems. You can't see that God is there because you're focused so much on your problems. That, that, that's, that's, that's what the prophet had to do. Yeah, with his servant. He looked around and said, we're surrounded. And the prophet said, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. I know you're looking at the enemy, but behind the enemy, if you open your eyes, you'll see God is already here. He prayed that prayer and the servant opened his eyes again and he saw chariots of fire and horses behind the enemy line. Now please understand, they were always there. The problem is his eyes were not open to the fact that God's presence was there. My brothers and my sisters, if God had to show up, it would suggest then that there are times in my life when I'm going through things by myself. If God had to show up, it would mean that there are times when you are without God. If God had to show up, it would mean that there are moments when God has left you and forsaken you. If God had to show up, it would mean that God is not omniscient, omnipotent present and everywhere at the same time if God had to show up. And it's for this reason that the people of God don't have to be afraid. Verse 2 says, therefore will we not fear. In other words, we don't have to be scared. We don't have to be afraid. Everything that's going on right now, don't worry about it. Don't let it get the best of you. All that's happening in the world don't let it make you afraid. Mass shootings in Texas. Misspent millions in Mississippi. Don't let it make you afraid. Don't be scared. Tell your neighbor, don't be scared. He said, therefore, we will not fear. The first thing the psalmist has us to know, God is our refuge and strength in life's devastating events. Verse 2 says, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. These are devastating events. The earth being removed, that's devastating. Waters roaring and troubling, that's devastating. Mountains shaking and swelling, that's devastating. But the psalmist says, in life's devastation, God is our refuge and our strength. Another way of saying that is that even if your world is destroyed, if your life experience is tragically transformed, if life as you know it and live it is suddenly altered, he's still the one in whom you take cover and gain confidence. Why? Because he is your refuge and your strength. Listen, my brothers and sisters, the reality is, is that life can change for any of us in the blink of an eye. Life is a fragile thing in a fallen world. Just a few seconds. 
can mean the difference between life and death. You can go from shopping in an outlet mall to running for your life in a split second. You can go from shopping in a grocery store to taking cover in the back freezer in just a minute. You can go from studying your ABCs to having to play dead in order to keep from being killed. Because in this fallen world, life is fragile. But what the psalmist says to us is that even if the earth or your world is completely devastated, absolutely altered and thoroughly and tragically transformed, that in God I still have a place for cover and confidence. He is my refuge and my strength and my brokenness. He's my refuge and my strength and my pain. He's my refuge and my strength. In my hurt, he's my refuge and my strength. In this unpredictable and unexpected situation, God is my refuge. God is my strength. My refuge and my strength, not only, not only in life's devastating events, but secondly, in life's overwhelming encounters. He says, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. A mountain is a picture of strength. The height of a mountain has inspired many an artist to capture it on canvas and many enthusiasts to scale its crevices. But the picture that the psalmist paint is that of height and majesty. This mighty, majestic mountain losing its strength and its grandeur to the encroaching waters of the sea the idea in essence is that a mountain is being swallowed up by an unrelenting sea because the waves just keep coming and even though it's a mountain the water is so unrelenting and so powerful and rising to such a degree that even this mighty majestic mountain is overwhelmed by the sea stick with me overwhelmed by the sea anybody here ever felt overwhelmed like if it wasn't one thing it's another just like the waves of the sea coming in one after the other one after the next after you get rid of one situation here comes Another situation, you don't have time to catch your breath because it's one thing after another, one issue after another, one situation after another, one problem after another, and it feels like life is swallowing you up. Good news this morning. The psalmist says, don't be afraid even when your situation is overwhelming, when you feel like you're going under, when it looks like you can't get up out of it, when everybody's telling you that it's over. God is my refuge and my strength. When life keeps crashing in on me one way after another, God is my refuge and my strength. When it feels like I'm going under, God is my refuge and my strength. When it feels like I'm losing ground and losing my grip, God is my refuge and my strength. When it looks like I cannot make it. I'm going to drown. God is my refuge and my strength in life's overwhelming encounters. Then thirdly, God is my refuge and strength during life's intimidating 
experiences. He says, watch this, even though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Even though the waters roar and be troubled. I don't know if you've ever heard the roar of a lion. Stay with me. I'm going to bring you back to the water in a minute. You know if you ever heard the roar of a lion. If you have heard the roar of a lion, you don't even have to see it to be scared of it. Wish I had a witness in here. Because the roar lets you know that the lion is in your vicinity. I don't know where he is, but I hear him. Watch this. And the roar is enough to intimidate me. Stay with me. You, you, you ever had some things intimidate you? you? You don't even see it, but the threat of it? Wish I had a witness in here. The, the, the threat of the threat of the thing they, they, it, it hadn't even happened to you yet but the threat of knowing that it could happen shaking you up do I have a witness in here my brothers and my sisters roaring lions and roaring waters can be intimidating you're not even in the storm yet but the roar of the water the the, the, the choppiness of the waves, the, the white capping makes you feel intimidated. When the sea begins to churn and you feel intimidated, you're not in the storm, but the clouds have covered the sun and the sky is dark and it's gotten you intimidated. A problem is on the horizon. It hasn't developed yet, but you see the storm on the horizon and it's got you intimidated. They hadn't told you that you have this thing in your body yet, but you feel like this thing is happening. And because it's a part of your DNA, a part of your family history, you're intimidated by the prospect of the thing coming up on you. I wish I had some real folk in this house who would testify that there have been some things that have intimidated you in life. That's what was happening on the Sea of Galilee that night when the disciples were on that sea and the wind and the waves began to work in unison to rock that little boat. They began to be afraid. Somebody said, go wake Jesus up. They went and got Jesus. Thank God. Wait a minute. Stop right there. Go back. Go wake Jesus up. If God is on your boat. Let, let, let me go back a minute. If God is on your boat. You don't have anything to be afraid of in the first place. If, if God is riding the storm with you. If God is in. God Almighty. They said go wake Jesus up and. Jesus woke up and asked him, why are you so afraid? And then Jesus began to speak to the wind and to the waves saying, peace be. Ah. You don't have to be intimidated when you've got a storm calmer riding with you. You got a storm chaser riding with you. you. You got a storm talker who can speak to the storm and the storm have 
to obey his voice. He's in your boat. <clears throat> Last thing, here it is. Psalms let you know that God is our refuge and our strength. Finally, in life's unsettling episodes. Here it is, lastly, he says, even though the mountains shake with the swelling of the sea. Stop right there. If a mountain shakes. You might be in trouble. Anything. That can shake. A mountain. Do I have a witness in here? That, that, that's an unsettling thought because a mountain is supposed to be secure sam it's rock it's it's supposed to be secure it it's it's supposed to not move it's supposed to not give way it's a mountain it's supposed to have staying power it's a mountain it's not supposed to go anywhere it's a mountain because mountains don't move but every now and then life will hand you an unsettling episode. You ever had someone who you thought was solid let you down? That's an unsettling episode. You ever had something that you thought was safe buckle under the pressure of life? Have you ever watched something that you thought was secure crumble in front of your very eyes I'm talking about mountains things that you put your hope in people who you put your trust in institutions that you just knew were solid and secure and wasn't going anywhere mm -hmm. mountains of security that we have called mountains have failed. Mountains of stability in our lives have faltered. Mountains that you were depending on have let you down. Mountains that you looked to for hope and help have eroded and slipped and slid from the place of prominence of grandeur. And the psalmist says as I close that you don't have to be afraid even when the mountains of your life start slipping. Because here's the thing. Your mountains may fall, but God is a mountain all by himself. Wish I had a, I'm, I'm through, Pat, I'm through, but, 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 but God is my refuge and my strength. And even when I'm faced with unsettling episodes that startle me and upset me and cause me to question what I thought was real and true, all I have to remember is that God is my refuge and my strength. Ah, how? How then do I take refuge? How then can I be so assured and so confident? in this God the psalmist gives us the answer when he says simply in verse 4 there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God my brothers and my sisters when the mountains of your life give way 
I'm glad that there is a river. Do I have a witness here? When life gives devastating episodes, I'm glad there is, there is a river. Do I have a witness here? When life gives you intimidating experiences, I'm glad that there is a river in the Lord today. When life hands you unexpected situations, I'm so glad today that there is a river in the Lord. Some of you looking at me strange, wondering, how do you get such solace just by knowing that there is a river? I'll tell you why a river gives me confidence. Because where there is a river, there are also tributaries in the Lord. And where there are tributaries, that means that the water from the river gets to where it needs to go. Y'all still looking at me strange. In other words, wherever I am, God has a tributary that gets from the river to where it needs to be. And when I'm intimidated, there is a river. When I am, yeah, frustrated, there is a river. When I'm losing sleep at night, there is a river. You looking at me strange because that's Old Testament language. Let me put it in New Testament language. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath the flood lose all their guilty shame. The Old Testament says there is a river but the New Testament says there is a fountain. The Old Testament says there is a river but the New Testament said what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious is the flow that makes me there is a river but there is a fountain and if life has frustrated you God is he's your refuge he's your strength he's your all and your all can anybody witness to that this morning God is your everything God is my all, <laughs> my all in all, my God, my God. God is the joy and the strength of my life. 
He moves all pain, misery, and strife. He promised to keep me, never to leave me. He'll never, ever come short of his word. I've got to fast and pray, stay in the narrow way. I keep my life clean every day. I want to go with him when he comes back. I've gone too far and I'll never turn back. Joshua said in the 24th chapter and somewhere around the 15th verse choose this day 
Choose this day who will you serve. Voice your choice is what he's saying. Matthew says that you can't serve two gods. But choose this day. But as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Why is that, Joe Jr.? Because God is. God is my helper. God is my everything. The door's open. God is. The door's open. When the times are going good, God is. When things are not so good, God is. When you woke up this morning, God is. When you lay down this evening, God is. The door's open. Will you come? got it all. You don't have to ask for anything else. We may have someone that's in need of prayer. We have our ministers here that are willing to go in prayer with you. Maybe things are going good for you. But there may be a loved one that you want to stand in for. Maybe there's somebody you know that you believe that they don't know God as you know them. And you want to just come up and pray for them so that they will get to know him as well. Will you come? Will you come? God is. I will all in all.
Oh, bless his name. God is my all in all. Amen. God is my everything. God is my everything. That's it. That's the one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to get up and get out of here. Amen. Y'all remember that one? He's my hope. Yeah. My hope for tomorrow. Can y'all help me out with that? Yeah. He's my rock. He's my rock. In a weary land. Shelter. A shelter in the time yeah. of storm. face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you his peace. May God's grace be upon you. Remember now and always, God is your everything. God bless you. Go in peace.